What's up, everybody? Here we go. It's another year, and as is tradition, Apple has a conference every year just so Leo and I can get together and talk about it, right, Leo? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's been a long day. So, uh, yeah, right? A very long day. And so, quickly introduce yourself for the Compulsory audience. I'm sure anyone in the development field knows who you are, but please introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Leo Dion. I run the podcast Empower Apps. Uh, and I am a freelance developer in the Apple Swift space. Uh, I run a company called Bright Digit. Um, yeah, and stuff. And things. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, keynote today. We we uh, sat and eagerly went through uh, scribbling notes as we go, so that you all didn't have to uh, for the keynote. And we have lots to talk about, and we've tried to break that list down so that we don't keep you here for the next two weeks just talking about this, right? So, yeah, exactly. uh, Leo, do you want to kick it off? Uh, I mean, th let's start by saying that there was a lot this year. I was actually surprised just how many things I was like, ooh, that's good. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, especially in iOS um and they're definitely trying to move the iPad to a more pro user stuff. Uh there's like oddly enough there's like two pieces of hardware which I found to be a little bit strange how they inserted that in, but I would have okay. never predicted that, but yeah. in the way they did it. Um there's some stuff that they didn't mention I think people were wishing for, I noticed, which we can get mm -hmm. into later. We'll get into the iOS stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on iOS, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of stu good stuff on, I'm going to say most of the platforms. There was, a, interestingly, there was, you know, we'll get into it later on, and, and you folks should definitely check out when we talk about State of the Union over on, on Leo's podcast. Um, some things that were not, platforms that were not touched on in uh, you know, the, the keynote that I thought was interesting, but we'll just leave that there for now. Uh, you, should we go ahead and dive straight in? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, the first go for bullet, it. The first bullet we had was watchOS. Uh, I was mildly uh, disappointed. Um, okay. And I, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's a hardware thing, but I kind of wanted more uh like watch faces and more things like that yeah. i am impressed with the running um things that they added as far as like comparing your runs each time i thought that was cool good mm -hmm. form running and teaching you to run properly uh i've taken that class so I, I was like i knew exactly what they were talking about yeah so that was really cool and then um just continuing to up the the sleep stuff. Uh, I watch. Yeah. I wear my Apple Watch at night. I have a Series Three, which I don't even know. I should look. Maybe I should look before we <laughs> yeah. do our half. But I don't even know if Series Three is still supported. I'm gonna look that up right now. The, the issue uh, is that the the Series Three is like the last 32 bit like processor we still have to support mm -hmm. in Swift. So yeah. Um. Uh. No, it's not. It's not supported on Series 3. It's not support. It's not. Uh, series 4, 5, SE, 6, and 7. So, yes, okay. good, good. You got to I'm wish. so glad they don't support the Series 3 anymore. That's like the best news you of watchOS. Um, you're not a big watchOS <laughs> mm -hmm. person, are you? I'm not. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I've often said about, you know, I've got the the, the, the latest series, right? Um, okay. And I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. You know, this is one of those things where any day I'm not wearing it, 
I totally realize why I'm, I should, I'm wearing one. Um, but I'm not a big one for developing against it because it's just not fitted into kind of the, the kind of apps right. that I, I make. Right. Now, that said, it becomes year on year, I start to feel more pressure that it's like it's getting more useful. But I still right. think there's that cap of... Yeah, but it's only good for for these things. Now you squarely fit in that category, right? So so you yeah, have I've every built, reason to be. I've built on that more platform. apps for the watch probably than for the iPhone at this point. So yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, like the watch faces, I want more more complex mm -hmm. watch faces. I'm not so sure that we got that. I'm just kind of looking at them. No. There's four new ones, but there's only one that I thought was like, right. oh, that's cool. You know. The yeah. Metropolitan, right? Which that's is the one. Basically, yep. like, and I don't know what their philosophy is, because for me, it's like, I want a watch face with a lot of information on there. And, mm -hmm. like, they just don't, they don't, they provide these, like, quirky ones, which is fine, but that's not what yeah. I wanted my Apple Watch for. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. So, so here's a question for you, because I, I suspect that you may do what I do, because I have the same thing, right? There are times of the day I need data, 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 and there are other times, like, when I go to bed, and it's like, you know, I'm not wearing my glasses, just show me a really yeah. huge watch face. So I switch between the two. Is that something that you do? I have, I have two do, watches. Or? That's what I do. Ah, okay. I have two watches. <laughs> so I have a Series I have I, a series 6, and I have a Series 3. The Series 3 is the bedtime one with the really basic watch face so i kind of do the gotcha same thing. okay yeah yeah so you know and and on that too because i do wear mine at night unless i forget to charge it so i'm very interested in the sleep thing because i know yeah. my sleep patterns i'm a developer my sleep patterns are terrible right right, right but right. now i'm yeah, like great and i'll have the data to back it up you know right yeah exactly exactly yeah. okay i want to get i want to get into uh, ios 16 can we get into let's it? do it let's yeah let's dive into it because I think there's a lot more to talk about on this one. And straight off the bat and say, oh my gosh, Apple, about time. I can actually truly customize somewhat my home screen. About dang time, <laughs> right? I really, I'm interested in how they can use, I, you know, I put it on a couple of my other iPhones, but I want to test out the whole like portrait mode photos and how you could put the text behind the head, mm -hmm. you know whatever's in focus like that looks yep. really cool uh, that, that's gonna be awesome and then being able to like i don't know if they, they said that but maybe you can like swap photos there's like a shuffle mode where it'll like change the photos that's awesome like that's really sweet yeah i think they Do said they... throughout the day so i don't okay. know if they're preset you know times you know how it is with apple they say it and then they sort of slip in throughout the day and move on and you're like wait a right, minute right, what right. did that mean you know and will it even yeah. be in 16 0 16 1 16 2 with the way things are exactly. um, <laughs> yeah do you think one thing i was just thinking about do you think this means that the iphone 14 will have an always on screen Oh, it's, it's surely it's got to, right? You be, think so? And, and not, see, like, think, now that I'm thinking about it, they're doing all this work on the lock screen. It's like, mm, are they going to put you like, an always-on lock screen on the 14? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't know how they figured out the power savings on that. But, yeah, it seems like that's kind of the direction they want to go. Well, and, and what's making me think that is a couple of things. And, and I think kind of an underlying thing this year, and I'm going to touch on this now, is how each of the platforms are picking up some of the experimentation of other 
platforms throughout the years. And I yeah. think this is a prime example. The reason I think that we, we will get a, an always-on screen is because of the, the, what did they call it? The live, you know, like the live widgets. Mm-hmm. And I felt right. it's like, oh, you're totally picking that live, up. Live stream the, or quote, live stream? That, live activities? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I got a, yeah, I got yeah, a yeah. note here somewhere. Uh, but okay. yes, and I thought you totally picked that up from what you've learned on the watch with the always on screen with the reduced screen refresh. And that's when I thought, wait a minute, does this how we're going to get the always on screen for the iPhone right. 14? Not needing, speaking of not needing a watch, but they added the ability to do fitness plus with only mm. your phone or the do phone. workouts with only your phone. Did you catch that? I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I did. And and I was like, wait, am I hearing this right? The yeah. last thing we want, unless Apple is looking to get phones damaged and sell more phones, and maybe that's the plan, <laughs> is to have people running around with their, their phones in their hand, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think both, of the, both what you're talking about is kind of like, I think it's okay to do that, except for the whole, like, obviously you could damage your phone if you're not careful but yeah like i think it's an interesting way to get people like maybe a little bit more interesting getting an apple watch because then they're like i want more capabilities and then they're like i don't know maybe they're yeah, like a setup kind of way. thing yeah yeah that's a good point um, yeah so something that twitter doesn't have uh they added edit and undo messages that is awesome uh isn't it the, yeah, and, that's and really I, cool. I, I've got a big note here on that because that was one of those like you know edit well to edit messages and undo them, and I was like, yeah, right, right. It, it's yeah. almost like that's a kind of indirect slap in the face of well, Twitter won't do it, but we'll do it for you. you right, know? exactly, um, exactly. Because how many times have you done it? Yeah, like all the time, and let's all like it's not even just having to like do asterisks and be like this is what I meant and all that. It's like. Yeah, now that we have it built into messages, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and right in line with that, and and maybe that's to support the next feature I wanted to to mention that I think is a big deal, which is Mm -hmm. the keyboard and dictation mode kind of working together, right? Because I think as good, and I think that the dictation is really good um, on the phone, even with my weird kind of british texas accent it works right and uh you know yeah there's trust me folks there's texan in there <laughs> and um, <laughs> but but every time i do it i have to go back it's like oh but i need i need to edit this bit with the keyboard so giving them right. both to me in one i mean that to me i know it sounds like probably not a big deal for those of us that it do that a lot it's a big deal right 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 exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Have you do you use the tech dictation quite a bit? Because I do, especially I do. when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, it's and, really nice. And part of that, because I was going to say, part of that is you know how much I hate on-screen keyboards. <laughs> so, right, right. so yeah. I was just going to say, like, especially when you're holding a six-month-old, uh, having dictation. Like, I want to learn how to do everything on my Mac with dictation now because it's oh, like yeah. when I have to hold the little guy, it's like uh, yeah. I only have one hand. So dictation is pretty, and Siri can be pretty useful in those situations. Now, now the problem you're going to have, though, is that eventually he's going to start to learn these phrases. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you have tap to pay on iPhone. What does that mean? This caught me off guard a little bit because at first I thought, wait, doesn't it already do tap to pay? And then I realized, oh, no, it doesn't. 
Um, you know, I've, I'm so used to just putting my watch close to things or my phone close to things that I didn't even think about it. But this tap to pay whilst, um, you know, offhand, I was thinking, really, how much are you going to do that? But as soon as they said, think about it as, you know, contactless payment at places, very much like when you wave your, your watch in front of something, right, to pay. Right. And then I thought, okay, now it's making sense, you know. Um, but then they also moved on to the these other two, which is the, you know, um, the, the the order tracking and, and the pay later. And I'm like, ooh, they're really trying to bring home. Financial services and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. They're, you know, right. they're doing what Apple does, which is always find a way to use one of our services to sell another one. And I'm not saying right. that in a critical way. It's something they've always excelled at doing, right? You know, that's right, why we right. have the ecosystem of things. So what right. do you think on exactly. that? Are you going to use tap to pay? So how's that different from Apple Pay? Well, so so what it, I mean, as, as far as I can tell, it is Apple Pay, but instead of just getting your, your phone close to something and then unlocking with the iPhone face or something like that, you know, it is literally tapping... Uh, well, they showed tapping two iPhones, but it's really tapping some other source that you're saying this is the one that's going to receive my my payment, right? So, th okay. so the example would be go to a store. So they don't need like a card reader anymore. Exactly. You literally just do it. it it's almost like a very super close RFID, right? Yeah, I totally yeah, use it. And, of course. I love yeah, Apple Pay. So I, so, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but at this point, I use Apple Pay wherever it's an option because right, exactly, uh, same here. It's nice to see those few pennies coming back as well, right? <laughs> right, right. Do you have an Apple Card? I do. I got the the Apple Card when you know when they first came out because I was like, I don't know how long the actual physical card will be available, and maybe okay. one day this in the future, this thing will be worth more from a titanium value than it will for a credit card. <laughs> so it's an investment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Has it worked out? Have you yeah. used it like for purchases? I've not used the card once, like the physical okay. card, never. Because I wanted, I want to be able to sell this thing for like a million dollars ten years from now on eBay as perfect condition. <laughs> you do that, nice. No, but like, have you used it online to buy any big stuff, like your your Apple oh, products yeah. or anything? Yeah, and, I like, use it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I know I forgot what the thing was that Apple had been selling and where people were like upset because their card wouldn't work when they're trying to buy oh, something from know. the Apple store. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember that. that. Interesting. And I was just like, yeah, it was like maybe one of the new MacBook Pros or something where, or something that was really popular and people, or iPhone maybe, iPhone 13 or okay. something. And people were like really pissed about the fact that the Apple card didn't work and they're like, the whole reason I bought it was for this purchase. It's like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I remember I got my card because I was buying um, a MacBook Pro 15, I think it was. And I was like, oh, I should totally okay. get the Apple card for this. You know? Yeah, right. Um, it makes sense. And that's the way I've done it ever since. Yeah. Plus the, the future investment of a lump of titanium. So, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're, 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 yeah, you're going to make millions. I can guarantee oh, it. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a sure bet. Watch the titanium market now tank. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I was going to make some NFT or blockchain joke, but I just can't think of it right oh. now. <laughs> Shared photo yeah. library. Uh, that's awesome. I will definitely be using mm -hmm. that. 
my, me and my wife, we could share our entire photo library together, which is awesome. I'm kind of curious how that's going to work out um, as far as, like, yep. can you create multiple shared libraries with people? Like, how does that work? What if you're, like, I want one separate photo library for, you know, grandparents or something like that or aunts and uncles, like, or for a spe yeah. special event? I mean, is that where a shared album might make more sense? Like, I'm not totally clear on it. This, um, but yeah. yeah, that is pretty, that's, I'm really glad we have that now, finally. Yeah. And it really, this was another thing where I, I had to stop and think about this because at first when they described it, I'm thinking to myself, isn't this just what shared album is and you've given it a new name. But then I mm. dawned on me that yeah. no, hopefully this is a bigger thing. And like you say, right. I can give, I, I know that I can give a set of permissions on our, on albums and so on and so on. But how right. much more awesome to have an entire library or libraries? I mean, shared so albums are out. not great. Like, no. they're okay, but they are not. They 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 are not easy to deal with. I am not a big fan of shared. I mean, I use them because I have to, right? I don't yeah. use them because I want to. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see about this. Time for a break. Hey everybody, it's Peter Whittem here from the Compulsory Podcast. I want to tell you about setup. Setapp is a service that provides a subscription fee of just $10 a month and you get access to over 200 Mac applications and it's also available now on iOS as part of that deal. I use the service because it just has a ton of really good first-rate apps that I use all the time. And for me, it's invaluable as a developer to have access to tools for things like APIs, for planning projects, uh, writing emails, writing documentation. And you can get all of these things, including database apps, all of that kind of stuff, right there on the Setapp service for just $10 a month. You can use as many or as few applications as you need. If you're interested in checking this out, go to peterwitham.com, P-E-T-E-R-W-I-T-H-A-M.com forward slash Setapp, S-E-T-A-P-P. And you can see the details there, and it's got a link that you can go over and start using the service and see how it works out for you. I strongly recommend this to every Mac user. Break time over. You didn't want to, was there anything you wanted to talk about the car? You meant you had a note for the car here. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm supposed to, I didn't I'm want to we ordered, Dion's story, I ordered, a new, we ordered a new van in November. In November, okay. and it was supposed to come in April. This is June. Oh we gosh. still don't have our new van with CarPlay. Uh, oh. So we'll we'll see. You know, we live in the world we live in in 2022. Yeah. At least people well, you, can meet now, up in person. We just can't get anything. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you just can't get to try them CarPlay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you can't get to them. Uh, so, Yeah. I'm excited for Here's Carter. It looks awesome. I would assume you would yep. need like a really like a brand new like 2023 or 2024 model to get this stuff. Because like I don't know I any actually, car that has a speedometer like that or anything like that. Do you? Well, I was going to say. I mean, it's even for, that was going to be one of the points. I was. If you want, we'll turn this into a topic because that was one of the things that caught my attention. Was like, oh, okay. We'll talk about quickly about the car uh, references, right? The car play because. This, I, I got a couple of theories and conspiracy theory. Here we go. Um, the new CarPlay looks really good. Now, I don't have a car with car, CarPlay at the moment, but every car that I get in that's got it, I'm like, I really want this thing. And, and I want to get a new vehicle t 
to to get it. But now I might wait because this is an interesting area that I'm really not sure about this because firstly it looks fantastic, right? What a brilliant idea. Have your whole sort of dashboard or dashboards, screens, whatever, be right. powered by that device. But I had a couple of thoughts here. Firstly, um, way, it's, it almost seems too distracting to be anti-Apple, which is, you know, we're making you look away from the windscreen, all right? So there's kind of that to it. But I'm also surprised from a, a legal standpoint that Apple wants to go there with this because I'm just waiting for that first time that someone's got their car and they're caught for speeding or an accident or something and they turn around and say this the the software was telling me the wrong numbers and i thought i was doing the speed limit uh, and i'm surprised apple wants to go there for that right, right now that right. said here's my conspiracy theory on this this is okay. a way for, for apple to test their carplay software for their yet unannounced apple car without having to release yeah. an Apple car. <laughs> well, right? even if they never come out with an Apple car, I think that's it's they're double dipping, right? They're like let's test this out if it, you know, it'll give us a little bit more info into the car, Apple car that we built. Yeah, yeah I, I buy that. Can I can I say can I kind of say my own conspiracy theory? Go for it. Oh, or was there more? Yeah. My my thing was they kept talking about games and hardware and how powerful these games are. I posted this on Twitter and I'm like, I'm like expecting what, what out of all their OSs, what's their most game related OS? It's, it's kind mm. of, well, it is iOS in a way, but that's not on purpose. It's kind of the TV, right? And they didn't mention yep. anything about TV OS. No, like there it was very, very little about TV OS. And I was like, you're building, you have all these like new powerful chips, these new APIs. You didn't say anything about TV OS. And I'm like, are they going to like, I was kind of thinking, are they coming out with like a console or something? Like, what's the deal with this? Like, it was just, it yeah. was weird, right? Like, mm -hmm. it was just like, I get it. Like, but well, they even talked about the Mac and games, right? And I'm like, no, yeah. nobody plays games on the Mac. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could, right, in theory, but, like, it's not really why you buy a Mac, right? It's just, like, right. why is there all this talk about games and the Metal 3 stuff and all this? And it's, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm, like, they, are they going to come out with an Apple TV with an M1 and it comes with a couple of game controllers and a lifetime subscription of Apple Arcade or something? Like, what? Are, like, what's their deal? I don't understand it. Yes. That's my so other conspiracy theory. That's my conspiracy theory. Well, but here's the problem with this, Leo. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it's a theory based on probability, right? Because right. everything no, no, you no, just I'm not said. a conspiracy theory, but it's like <laughs> it's like I'm kind of like my head was just kind of like, where's okay, where's the Apple TV announcement? You you kept talking about games yeah. and you never talked about the Apple TV, and it's like, no, no you're right. Just put a dang M1 chip in it and call it good, like Jesus Pete's. I don't get but it. That's so, yeah. It's funny that you say that, though, because I thought exactly the same thing, right? Immediately, I thought, oh, not a single mention of tvOS. And then I saw some other folks also say, oh, no mention of tvOS whatsoever, which was interesting. Because normally with Apple's patterns, if you sort of look to the past, anytime they don't mention something, it is because they're about to do a big rebuild on the whole 
you know, philosophy of what this hardware is and the hardware. And it, and it right. does make perfect sense. I think we've all said this for years, right? The Apple TV is, even Apple said this, didn't they, at some point, is their big move into the living room. And the big move into the living room means once you've now the multimedia, you're now talking games. And right. clearly, like you said... Do you remember you say, when the Apple TV first came out in tvOS and they're, like, having all these shopping apps? It's like, yeah, no, oh, that's not what yeah, people get us at that It's not what for. they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. But you also hit on something interesting, too, that I think is part of the problem here. Because um, you mentioned, like, Metal 3 and, and things like that. And the immediate thing that, I, that I, I think I put in the notes, maybe, and certainly mentioned to other folks is... Yeah, Apple, that's great, but uh, nobody makes AAA games for the Mac, right? There's only, right. in fact, I nobody, was talking about Nobody this cares the other about day. Metal 3. Exactly, you know, and, and there's lots of practical uses for it, but I did notice right. something about the sessions that I'll mention in a second. Um, there was one the on only, Unity. Yeah, there's more. That's what I was going to mention. There's more than one yeah. on Unity, which is yeah. partly. Apple wanting to give a slap in the face to Epic, right? I mean, we get that. Ah, right? that's right. I didn't you even know. think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that on Real Engine. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> but why would Apple mention, you know, unless Apple really paid attention to my my complaints recently <laughs> about you've how been doing a lot really, of game really, stuff, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And this was my comment, just just even, I think, maybe even on my stream last night. The Apple development tools for gaming, there's nothing wrong with SpriteKit. I like that. That's what we've been using for our community game on Compile Swift. And there's nothing wrong with SyncKit. But the tools to work with it are terrible, frankly, right? I mean, it's just really? Xcode. I, I can write games, and I'm by no means a huge game developer expert, but even I, with my limited understanding, can sit with Unity, the Unreal Engine, spin up games in no time at all. Um, hmm. In Xcode, nightmare, you know. Um, mm. Firstly, you've got to pray that Xcode is stable enough it doesn't crash on you. And then you've got to sort of make it sort of work. Whereas like with Unity or, or Unreal, I hit a play button, now I'm playing the game in the IDE, right? Perfect development environment. And that's when I noticed, like you mentioned, the Unity sessions, and I thought, hello, what's going on here? Why would Apple right. have sessions on somebody else's development tools unless there's something at play here? Now, we know that right. previously, in previous years, Apple had mentioned... Oh, you know, the metal and the M1, uh, the M architecture for chips and we're helping Unity out and so on and so on. But I'll be honest with you, right? I've been trying to use Unity on the Apple architecture since then and it's, it crashes on me all the time. I don't even bother. I run it in Rosetta and use the Intel. Okay. But it's very interesting that Apple mentions this. And I even joked with one of my friends and said, watch out. Unity is about to be bought by Apple. <laughs> you know, is Unity like, is that the name of the company? Yeah, I'm not sure if it is the name of the company. That's a good question. Yeah. I've never looked into it that far. Um, but but I do wonder because, you know, are, are they just giving this much love to Unity to really just stick it to Epic? I mean, yeah, Apple would do that, right? It was first announced and released in June 2005 at the wow. WWDC. 
Oh, interesting. As a Mac OS game engine. So they've had a long relationship with Apple. The long relationship then, yeah. And it works yeah. great on the Mac. I mean, I do it on my Mac. Like I say, I don't use the silicon version of my M1 because, woohoo. But I can run the Intel Speaking under Rosetta WC. and... Okay, yeah, I can I can run the Intel version and it's it's as good as, you know, running it under the silicon one. It just takes longer to start up, that's all. But it is interesting, okay. right? Apple's got to do something about the tool set for games because uh, I'll be honest, I've got yeah, the Apple Yeah, I mean, Arcade. I think that's half of it. I think that's half of the equation, but I think the big part of it is just to sound like super welcoming for like mm-hmm. sit down game game playing, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. They've got the market yeah. on mobile games, right? But it's still when it comes to like yep. more intense games, there just isn't um I mean, there's great games on Apple Arcade, I guess. My kids play them. I don't. But, like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got to, they definitely, if they want to big head roads into the living room, they've got to definitely kick up the hardware on that Apple TV. And let's be honest, as we've seen this year from the iPad and the Mac and, and, and you know, that when we get to talking about those OSs, uh, it's really paid off having the same architecture on both chips, right? You can right. clearly see yeah. the, the fruition coming in this year. So why not do it to the Apple TV? They've got to have a bunch of M1 chips laying around somewhere they can throw in this thing, surely. Right? What do they put? What do they put in the Studio Pro display? The iPhone 11 chip? I think, like uh, yeah, why like not that, just put it? Yeah, yeah. Put one of the put one yeah. of those in. I don't know what the Apple TV yeah. has. It's probably probably a, a13, a14 now. But yeah, something. I think yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not put an M1 it's not, chip. It's you put exactly an M1 chip in everything chip. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? Maybe then, too, you've only got to fix one set of bugs instead of... <laughs> maybe we'll get better, better bug fixes, you know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> iPad. Funny enough, I don't really use my iPad very much. I think the kids oh, use it. I used it during WWDC today to take notes off of while I was watching on my laptop. I don't know what an iPad is for because I love my MacBook Air so much. I don't think I'll ever go back to using an ipad really i don't i don't know what the point would be um so they mm-hmm. like continue they're continuing this march towards trying to make it a pro device um i'm not gonna say right now what i think they're missing on the ipad to make it a truly pro device but okay. um at least like it seems like they're trying to bridge a lot of the gap between ipad os and, and mac os especially with this uh stage manager thing that uh, yeah what do you think today. of that I don't know. I don't get it. I want to use it and see exactly what it is. Is it like, is it yeah. basically like the dock, but on the side? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that is, is that, exactly is that, my take on it. Um, now, I'm sure it like, has other functionality than that. But that that was my first thought was, oh, so you're just giving me a second dock. Okay. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, That's what I thought. I, have I was some, just like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the problem I have I don't, I use the doc all the time. Like I have no problems with it. If anything, it's when I'm going to edit this episode and I have to drag a clip into final cut and I get the beach ball and I don't know what the heck is happening. Mm -hmm. That's the problems that I get. I don't ever feel like there's a problem with the user interface per se. So I'm a little bit, and I'm a little bit worried how that's going to work out on the iPad too. Like if we're going to all get beach balls every time we try to do something. So I don't, I don't know. If this is really that big, the whole stage manager thing is that big of a deal, honestly. I'm just, well, I'm like, I think kind of skeptical. 
I, I think, and I think you're right to be skeptical. My, my initial take on it, having not used it, is for me, it may be the thing that I've needed on iPad. So I do use my iPad quite a lot for quite a lot of things during the day, but they are mostly what I call those one screen tasks, right? Like I'll give you a few examples. Um, meetings, it's, it's very convenient to take a Zoom meeting on an iPad because working from home, I can pick it up and walk around with it. I don't have to unplug my laptop and everything else. Uh, okay. Same with using like, you know, Outlook for my email, Teams for team communication. All of those kind of businessy things, as I call them, work great on the iPad for me. Okay. Do I do development on my iPad? No, because that would be crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm because I've got to my laptop. Playgrounds on there. Um, now, Playgrounds is the one exception. I I was doing a course the other day, and I just was using Playgrounds on my lap on the the iPad, and I was like, "Wow, this this is fantastic!" You know, this really is my my sort of coding scribble pad. To, to make little right. apps or little interfaces, especially now that you can do Swift UI in Playground too. It's like, great, I can really spin things up now and, um, and do those in there. So I do it for that. And all of that said is when I'm not at my laptop. And, and part of the reason for that is I got my 14-inch, you know, MacBook Pro, Max, whatever. Um, and the only reason that I don't pick it up and to carry it around with me is because I don't want to have to unplug everything, right? Unplug the external screens and everything else. Um, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pick up the iPad and go with me. Now, that said, part of the reason I got the 14-inch was to, to answer the question, do I really need my iPad? And the answer is no. Of course, I don't need my iPad. But right. I've been using it as a second. Well, actually, it would be a one, two, three. It would be a third screen at this point. And it turns out that actually works out pretty good now that the whole, you know, mouse and uh, keyboard support is so seamless. Right. Um, yeah. But no, I was using iPad, during the... During the keynote and the State of the Union, I was using my iPad with just, you know, I, I, iPad OS 15, right? So I was disappointed by two two things that they didn't have. They don't have an iPad that would really make it look like a good pro device. Okay. Final Cut and Logic. It's like oh, Apple, if you want it to be a pro, if you're going to make this a pro device, put out software that's pro. Show us, show us, set an example. You're just kind of like throwing stuff out where it's like, we'll make it more like the Mac. Here you go. It's just like, yeah, but like you're not even putting out a pro app. Like, how do you expect anybody to really take this seriously? So yeah. I was really disappointed in that. Like that, that to me would be the biggest thing you could do to make the iPad. And, you know, that isn't to say that they won't come out with like 16.1 or 16.2 with a new iPad Pro and say, hey, by the way, you can now get this software exclusively on the new iPad Pro, blah, 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 with the M2 on it or whatever. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess it – go ahead. I was going to say I, I want to add in there that – and I know you and I have spoken about this before and certainly folks have heard me say this. I have great concerns about Apple and their, quote, pro range of software because at this point – and I'm a Final Cut user – and, and I was a Logic Express user. Um, and, and actually, I was an Aperture user, if anyone remembers that one. Um, and oh. I don't think that there is the slightest bit, you know, and, and maybe I'm wrong, 
But I have every impression that they are not the slightest bit interested in pro software anymore in favor of, and I'll just say it, the amount of money they make from consumer stuff. Which also makes me sit and go, okay, well, why are you still bothering with these Mac Pros, right? Because other than just a hugely marked up piece of hardware, that's not to criticize them and say they're not great machines, but all the other machines are just as good, right? And, right? and I, But when it comes to the software in particular, I wish Apple would just come out and say, you know what, stop asking people, we're not interested in pro software anymore. Well, you saw the Hollywood thing where they like wrote a letter to Apple saying, are you going to continue supporting Final Cut Pro because we're worried that... Because, I yeah. mean, it is used for professional movies, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and logic and it's like, that is... And people are worried. Yeah, yeah people are worried that, like, Apple's going to drop the ball. Apple's like, no, 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 we're not going to drop the ball. We continue to... Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, I understand but, where you're coming uh, from. I guess the, the cynical me would say, well, yeah, of course they would say that, because they don't want people to stop buying it, right? Right, right. But yeah. just like you've seen with them continuing to sell frankly by apple standards ridiculously old soft hardware at this point yeah of course they're always going to take the money i mean i'm i'm and i'm not being like anti apple on this i'm just saying if i was apple the tim yeah, cook way is to keep you can get to keep that one device out there as long as possible mm-hmm. until yeah. yeah no i get yeah, it yeah keep i mean they're actually a little bit better with that everything. They're a little bit better with that in the last couple of years, especially with some of the Macs that they stopped selling when mm-hmm. like the iMac Pro or the regular iMac, right? 27 inch. I mean, um, like yep. they actually stopped selling yeah. it, which is good. Um, or the iPod touch for that matter. Um, but yeah, I could totally see that, that going on with software. Yeah. And with the, um, the new, I, um, the, the MacBook Airs as well, that even, adds to the question of where where does your iPad Pro sit in this, <laughs> right? right? You know, um, just to go back to what you were saying. About why it's like I, why, you know. Yeah, I sold my Mac, iPad Pro and I got a MacBook Air and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, I don't miss the touchscreen. It, like, it's por- yep. super portable. I'm in this opposite situation you are where I have my Mac Studio here <laughs> and, and I have my MacBook Air that I could take anywhere and go anywhere with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and, um, and you know, you've everybody's heard me say this. I don't have one now, but the MacBook Air is the best laptop I ever owned throughout any years. Let's well, let's just talk about the new MacBook Air. Um, All right, should we should we get it out the way? <laughs> it's MacBook phenomenal. Air looks it's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. Why are Although, they still selling this like crap MacBook Pro though? Like I don't understand it. Like speaking, and it's like a new one. Yeah. It's basically the same yeah. garbage that they sold last time with, with a new the new chip bar. inside. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's and like the exact like all they did is like they take the same shell and they put a new chip in, keep yeah. the stupid touch bar on it, and it's like why? Like just don't sell that MacBook Pro. It's just a right. noisier MacBook Air. That's all it is. It's like I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, and and don't, you know, like nobody I mean, should ever buy that MacBook Pro. It's just don't do it. <laughs> buy a MacBook Air or yeah. buy an M1 Pro or M1 Max MacBook Pro. Don't buy and, that, that like, garbage 13 inch. It's just so it's such a stupid, stupid computer. I don't get well, it. Well, and it's also it's like it's like you know you can say the same thing about um, 
why why sell and I, I didn't check the specs on the new 15 uh, sorry new 13 but you know why sell a mac with 8 gig of ram why sell a mac with uh, 512 uh meg oh, drive they- space i mean why is that even a thing still? You know, and for that matter, like the it's iPhones probably it's the probably iPads. you know what that is. That's like that's like the people who buy like the companies that buy like thousands and thousands of them. Oh, sure. that's that's probably what it is. Interestingly, though, I do want to say about the MacBook Air. To me, the MacBook Air, in some ways, no longer is the MacBook Air because it no longer has the wedge shape. Right? Oh, true. Which always, to me, was like that instantly is like. The MacBook Air. And do you remember, of course, when it first came out and Steve took it out of the envelope? And and they would always quote the specs for that thinnest edge. Well, now it doesn't have that. So I was saying to someone earlier, technically, this is the first time they've released a Mac that is actually thicker than it was before. (laughs) You know, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, But we got colors. And what, you know, I will say the colors... Fantastic. But again, why didn't you do that on the MacBook Pro 13 that you just threw out the door with it? You know, because it's a guard. It's the it's the Apple Watch Series (laughs) three of Macs. That's what it is. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. um, Okay, we people still buy people are dumb and they still buy this MacBook Pro. Let's just keep selling it with a stupid touch bar on it. It's I I don't get it. I don't understand why they're still selling a computer. And, and, and I think necessarily M1, like that would be better yeah, than a than That's what I was going to say, Mac. right? Do the MacBook Air M1, uh, you want to go up, go to the 14, right? They both, so another thing about these is they both have a max of 24 gigs, which is pretty awesome for a MacBook that, Air. That is good. Yeah. I mean, that is, again, I think for most people, right? I mean, you are well and truly in the zone of this will keep you going for a few years. You know, yeah, no yeah. doubt about no, that. No, I am really happy with my MacBook Air. I'm not upgrading to the M2 because it's not worth it. But that was like mm-hmm. one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, it's an awesome. If I would, I mean, I would great. venture as far as to say, if someone out there is on an Intel Mac right now and they're looking to upgrade, this is exactly the one you should go for. Right, jump to the good, a good M chip. MacBook Air. It's going to be way beyond whatever you've got now by way of an Intel right. chip in a Mac. You yes. know, for the most part, I you know. I know that for a uh, fact. Yeah. That's exactly what. Yeah, I Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, Leo yeah. says. <laughs> I went from a 2015 yeah. Intel to MacBook Pro to a MacBook Air with an M1. It's night and day. I want to tell you about DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean is a hosting company that I use for a lot of my projects, and I'm going to tell you rather than just the usual thing that you hear on adverts, I'm going to tell you exactly how I use it. It is so simple to set up. You just log in and I can set up very quickly with a few clicks, whatever kind of instance I need on a server with whatever OS or pre-installed apps. I'm going to give you a perfect example here. It is so easy to set up Swift on the server-side Vapor and I did that recently and it, it was painless. You know, I went in there and I set it up and before you knew it, my Swift app, I was bouncing off the APIs that I had created on the server side and testing everything that I needed to be tested. But you don't have to use it for projects just like that. You can really use it to host anything you want for any length of time because you're really only paying for the resources as you use them. You're not paying ahead and they have 14 globally distributed data centers and 99.99% uptime 
I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can go to peterweedham.com forward slash D-O-C-E-A-N, that's D-O-C-E-A-N, and that'll give you some free credits to get started with. Yes. All right, Mac OS. What do you want to talk about yeah. when it came to Mac OS? They're not a lot, but I think that they're... Oh, here it is. Okay. Does that mean they fix bugs? That's what you're saying. They fix bugs because there's not I a lot. I wouldn't go that's that far, Leo. <laughs> yeah, oh, let's never okay. go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 because we've not had a chance to dive into Xcode yet, <laughs> but no, let's t- let's talk about macOS. So macOS Ventura, great name, I think. Actually, you know, it's just a nice name that rings off so much easier than Monterey. But that's just a weird little thing. Let's start by talking about. I, I got some thoughts on Stage Manager on the Mac since we covered it on okay. the iPad. Yeah. Now let's hear it on the iPad. I can see a use for it. Right. And I think that it's Great. something that maybe I can use on Mac OS. I'll be honest. I'm not entirely. It's like, why is this even here? Right. I don't have well, the restrictions. Have, I if have you have on the a 32 iPad. inch, uh, six, six X retina display. Like I have, <laughs> it makes complete sense. <laughs> how many pixels do you need <laughs> no i mean exactly. at first I, w- I was trying to rationalize in my head i'm like okay i like to use my mac the 14 inch is just the full with a built-in display and it's fabulous it's, it's great i'm so used to the full screen swipe works brilliantly the last thing i want to do is have another dock on the side of the screen right, right. I, it, I just don't need it and and right. i okay so I do have an I, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm running an app that when you move over an icon on the dock, it does show me little thumbnails of each of the windows, and I can click on one of those, right? Mm. And I don't think you, you need an app a, for that. I thought that's a native thing. Uh, I well, maybe it's native, but I've always had an app in the past, and and okay, still okay. just run it that way. But that's at first, I'm like, okay, well, this is what that dock is sort of doing. You know, and again, I get it on the iPad because terrible multitasking, but there's no problem with multitasking on a Mac. At this right. point, my my brain is swiping up with four fingers before I've even thought about it. Since 1995, you know. I know how to alt tab. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's so, like instinct. Yeah. It's a problem that doesn't, it, it, you know, it's a solution that didn't need to be made for a problem that doesn't exist on the Mac. However, but I think I get it. Yeah. They're, they're it's a way of trying us. to make the iPad experience similar to the Mac experience. That's why they bring it to So both. as we it's, get closer, yeah. yeah, as we get closer to the great union that they said won't happen, but we all know will happen one day, we'll, right. we'll be trained to just seamlessly switch between, between devices. And I think that's the sole reason it exists, because why else would you yeah. want it? You know? Right, exactly, um, exactly. I, and it's worth touching on here because I am an Apple Mal user. So I use Mal.app, not because I think it's the greatest Mal app in the world, but I use it because of the amount of third-party apps I use that have extensions for it. So I'll give oh, you really? an example, right? Yeah. yeah. So I archive all my Mal into DevonThink Pro. And so I've got, you know, there's a plugin in there, and I just hit a few keys, and it archives that mal message over to dev and think and i can delete it from the mal app right i know that's a terrible use case to stick with an app but that's why i do it um 
But seriously, this year, right here, I'll, I'll read you the extent of my notes for the new Mail app. Uh, I can undo send. I can. F it'll give me follow-up suggestions, and they all overhaul the search. Really, Apple? This thing is so far overdue for being killed off and having a completely new Mail app, right? But that's just my thoughts. What, what do you think? I mean, do you you don't use the Mal? I use app, right. I use Spark. I love Spark. Um, Spark is the other one that Spark, I use when I'm yeah. Spark has likes news. It has all these things, but probably better than what's in the Mail app coming out. So I was like, oh cool. Like I looked at that stuff. I was like cool. Maybe I should give the Mail app a try again. But like I like Spark and it's worked out. So I have no desire to like switch. It's really worked yeah. out for me. Like, I like the follow-up, I like snoozing, I like all that stuff. So, like, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just, like, yeah. cool. I think, so, I mean, my I think that what, what they really want to do is have the Mail app as a platform for people to build Mac apps on top of. Like, that's why they have all that. It was it last hmm. year they had they added, like, the Mail extension API or whatever, so you can build oh, extensions yeah. on the yeah. Mail app? I mean, I think that's really yeah. what they want to do is they want other developers to make the mail app better, not that not they don't want to have to do it themselves. So, so, I, so I kind that of think that's what, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, no, that is my use case. I, I'm not kidding, right? I have Spark and I use Spark pretty much exclusively on the iPad in that because it's a great experience. I have yeah. it on the Mac as well, but I literally use when I, when it comes to like clearing out my inbox, um, I open up Mail. I go through, I use my, my three-finger shortcut, whatever it is, to arc off the, archive off the relevant emails to Dev and Think, <laughs> and I close it again. I mean, I'm not kidding. That is literally what I use it for. The Mal app, for me, might as well just be considered an extension at this point. I agree with you completely. Right. Um, yeah. Because for anyone that does, you know, like I couldn't do my day job with this Mal app. I mean, my God. <laughs> you know, um, I just think it's one of those like, you got to be kidding me, right? You know, right, so right. I, I wanted to mention it by way of saying, gosh, Apple, really, why did you even, I mean, overhaul the search? Who cares? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I mean, they do synonyms like saying, and mis misspellings you know. for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, really okay well that that's great I'm, I'm glad you spent two days working on that this year thank you you know <laughs> yeah um you want to talk about safari and the pass keys do you have any thoughts on that i think i mean i think it's a long time coming there's been a lot of press releases mm -hmm. about this like pass key thing whatever it was called in the press like the idea about yeah. replacing passwords and that apple has been working with microsoft who has been working with google so I'm not surprised by it. It's a long time coming. I'm happy to see it. I hope it works yeah. out because I think passwords suck. So that's about it. Yep, I'm right there with you on this. I, you know, I had some questions at first that were then later answered in the State of the Union when we get into it. Um, okay. But in general, yeah, I think this is great. And and I, I'll go there and say this as well. And I'll get slammed by some folks for sure. I'm Slam happy away. to see it now. Okay, I'm happy to see it now because over the last year I have got more and more annoyed with one password and just okay. how badly it's working for me. And 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 I'll be upfront and say for years I was a massive one password fan. But 
and it's got nothing to do with this whole moving to React Native or Electron or whatever it was, and everything to do with the fact that this year it has just got to be so annoying for me to use it. Every other okay. day I have to log in, the touch stops, and everything else, right? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, at this point, this this uh, this new password system or no password system, I'm ready for it. I'm more than ready for what it. What version of, one, of one password do you have? Um, I have actually, so my complaints are with what I'll call the current production version and the new one password eight. So seven and eight okay. I've had complaints. So I use seven. Um, I haven't had as many issues as people have had. It's fine. Like I just need a password system where I can share passwords with Mrs. Dion. And it's like, yep, that's what yeah, I, it's for. like, yep. what did I have? We yeah, had well, I don't share it with like, Mrs. Dion. She doesn't want my passwords, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. what was it? No, we had in the old days. We had pass key or something, not pass key, some other app oh. on windows. I know the one you mean. I use the same thing. Can't think of what it was called. Yeah. So we yeah, had that. I know the one you mean. And then we didn't have anything. And then I went and I got a subscription of LastPass because I thought it was going to be – because I just needed something. Oh. And that was horrible. Mm. That was like so awful. Interesting. Um, and then I went with 1Password yeah. and that's – that's been the ba- – like I have a lot of complaints about 1Password not because like – it's good or great. It's just like it's better. It's the best I've had so far. So I know a lot of people complain about yeah. one password, and I just don't have enough experience with it to be like, oh, I missed this. Like I, I don't know. It works for me every time, so I can't complain too yeah. much. Um, but yeah, yeah I want to be completely to hear that. upfront. Yeah. Oh no, I want to be completely upfront and say that I was a total one password fanboy for years up until this year. And then I don't know what happened, but I just started having no end of trouble. And then it's like, oh, got to log in again and log in. And, and, and then like unlock with the watch that doesn't work. And, you know, you yeah. know, when you get to that point where you're like, oh, geez, the only, and, and the huge factor for me here is number one, I have so much data in there, it's almost impossible to move away from. But number two, yeah. I do need it on Windows. I need something on yeah. Windows, and right. this works is pretty I, great. Isn't there right? like I, I don't use Windows hardly, but isn't there like iCloud password manager thing? Oh, I don't Windows? know. I haven't looked at that. Again, Wait, I'm, somebody who you know, uses Windows, of, let us know. Yeah, because yeah, please. The last do. time I was looking at my wife's computer, yeah. there was some. There is an iCloud app, right, for for cloud mm-hmm. sharing files and stuff. And I thought I saw something about sharing passwords in Windows. Oh, oh, maybe I'm not. I'm not so oh, sure. Well, not sharing passwords. Excuse me, keeping your password. So, like, not necessarily yeah, yeah. me sharing my password with her, but or her with me, but rather she could have passwords. And her keychain is accessible on Windows, is what it looked like to me. I got. You. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the big um, thing for this new system will be ad- adoption, right? We need yeah. we need thing. You know, if it if it works, well, I mean, I think the I think people level, want it. And I think big companies want it. Like, they don't want to do passwords. Passwords suck. So yeah. I think it's to everybody's incentive that we switch to this. So <laughs> so I have one thing that it's a Sherlock for, for actually software I'm using right now to talk to you over this camera. Um, Yay, Sherlock But I'm also happy to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the continuity camera. 
I do. That's, that goes to my question. I want to ask you a question. Okay. All right. How much? How much is that clip thing going to be? One hundred, two hundred dollars for a little iPhone clip. Come on. <laughs> what, what, what's your guess? I'm going to say. I'm going to do it the marketing way. Ninety nine, ninety nine, less than a hundred dollars. I think you're right. I think you're but right. Come on. I mean, that looks like something that Apple's going to overprice, and everybody's going to go on Amazon yeah. buy the third party one because it works just as well. I think that's exactly that's what exactly but, what that looks like. But I want to throw it back at you now, and say, okay. admit it though. As soon as you saw it, you thought, "I want one of those." Um. That that desk view, that top desk view is pretty cool. Um, do we have Isn't an it? idea on what yeah. iPhones it works for? Uh, I, I'm assuming, What's the combo I'm, that you need? Well, I'm assuming anything that's supported by iOS 16, but that's just a complete assumption on my part. Okay. Yeah, right. I would be curious about now, that. Now, the, the, then... the reason that I like it, well, the, the reason that I'm interested in, in this as I sit here with all of my, as you know, and as others know, I'm a photographer for many years, so, you know, way too many cameras. As I sit here with my ridiculously expensive cameras and, and thinking to myself, yeah, that's all going to be done away with my iPhone, is actually because of the, the ability to use that depth data and, like, just do a better blur on the background and things like that. To me, that that's that's one of those things that's like, yeah, that's a big deal, right? You know, yeah, that looks that really cool. In. Yeah. Um, if anybody's watched these episodes lately with my Logitech Brio, I uh, finally figured out how to do manual focus on this thing so it doesn't blur me out in the middle of an episode. So, oh, yeah, I, oh, you did? I, That's, I have one yeah, of those. Okay. I have a Logitech Brio I use for my streaming. And the okay. key, uh, maybe you found it, is to install the, the Brio software, sadly. And then you've yeah, got which complete Yeah, which is unfortunately control. not native, native control, but whatever. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the Logitech Brio. It does 4K, so all that stuff oh, is absolutely. really cool. As yeah. far like, I think it's it's about time. Maybe they're just like giving up on the studio display camera, and they're like, screw it, just use your darn iPhone and shut up about the poor quality of our new camera. It's probably what it is. So to answer the question, uh, you need a Mac okay. with an Apple Silicon chip or an AMD Radeon. Pro or Vega with an Intel Ooh. or an Intel UHD. So I'd assume a pretty top-end Intel Mac and anything with Apple Silicon yep. to use continuity camera. For the um, for the continuity camera on the iPhone, hold on, I want to make sure this is right. Because okay, um, so you can use the 10R and up. Uh, for oh. the uh, iPhone camera, so no ten, no eight, no eight plus. Okay. No, probably S. That's fair though. I don't know. I mean, that's still going uh, back quite and a ways. The um, the ultra wide camera is only available on the eleven and up. So you would hmm. lose that, and then if you go to the twelve and up, then you also get the studio light and portrait. You also have portrait mode on anything that uses portrait mode, which is ten R and later. And yeah. the iPhone SE 2, so, and later. So, yeah, it seems like, um, yeah. basically, if you have an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10, you do not get the, you cannot use it as a camera for your Mac. 
I think that's pretty fair. But pretty much any Mac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's still going back. Well, well, we can always, I mean, this is always an easy argument, but that's going way further back than any other platforms would. Right. So, so really what that's saying to me is, or if you're an Android, it's like, it works to that old model, but then it crashes 90% of the time, you know? Exactly. So, and it's saying, Hey, next time you buy an iPhone, you know, because you will upgrade at some point. Keep that old one if you want to just use it as a, a webcam. That's true. Right? I do. I did just buy an iPhone SE you too, know? so I could technically use it for this. Oh yeah. So so, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I actually think, for once, Apple may have done us somewhat of a favor. You know, and as much as Apple does. Yeah. Yeah. Anything but actually, the, 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 perhaps the bigger the bigger thing there may be using things like portrait mode and that that works so well on the iPhone. I'd love to have yes. those on my webcam. You yes. know, so I'll just Same throw here. that totally. in there. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I wish I had that on the webcam. I wish they'd sell just cameras with just mm-hmm. the portrait mode. I would totally use that. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Well, I mean, this thing, this, uh, this thing, this webcam, I can swap it out for an iPhone holder. So technically I could try it out. Oh, there we'll you see. Go. We'll see. Maybe yeah. it's seven months when the release is out i'll try it out all right folks so so that's it uh we have covered the keynote here absolutely make sure that you check out the uh continued discussion for the state of the union to really dive into the tech tools and everything else so uh with that leo thank you again so much for for joining me again this year absolutely tell everybody where we can find you uh, breakdigit.com is my business. All my uh, podcast episodes and videos and everything is up on there. Uh, the name of the podcast and power apps dot show. Uh, I'm on YouTube at break digit Twitter. I'm Leo GT on, uh, find me on there. I think that's everything, right? Yeah. And you've had some, you've had some absolutely wonderful interviews, by the way, on, on the empower app show. I've been, Avid listener to all of those, and uh, thank you. Some, some great Definitely, interviews. Yeah. Uh, I do want to plug one episode I did with Sarah Gunner, a doctor who uh, helps run the uh, Apple Developer Academy that uh, Tim mentioned mm-hmm. at the beginning in Detroit, um, at the beginning of WWDC. So, if you're interested in learning more about the Apple Developer Academy, definitely check that episode with Sarah out. That was that was awesome yeah. to have her on. She was great. Yeah, and I'll put a link in the the show notes for that. That was it was just fantastic. Yeah, um, as you. with all the other ones, but I, I will definitely put a, a link in there for that because I more and more this year I found so many people who have started that I want to get started. Well, this is a perfect thing for you, you know. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. Leo, thank you. Uh, you can of course find me at compileswift.com or peterwidham.com, and uh, all of my stuff is out there and all the links and everything else. So that's it. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we will have lots more discussions and videos and everything else. And we will see you uh, very shortly in, in the next one. Be sure to jump over Empower Apps. Go to go check out the next one. Find out all the gruesome details about the APIs and Xcode and everything else. We'll see you there.